Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, January 3rd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. So glad you are joining us. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift for your day. We are looking at a new year, and we're going to start by going through John's Gospel. But before that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, as we enter into a new year full of unexpected full of anticipation. May we bring all of our hopes and dreams and thoughts and worries and concerns, everything that will transpire in the next year. May we lay it at your feet and be servants and disciples who are called closer to you. And pray this all in your name. Amen. Our first reading, our only reading apparently, (laughs) is from the first chapter of John's Gospel, verses 35 through 51. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Rabbi, where are you staying? Jesus said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated as anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. Now the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, we've been off for a couple weeks as you and I have 
a busy holiday season here <laughs> at the church, but did you did you have a nice holidays? Did this, did any particular gift blow your socks off? I had a great holiday. Um, I I'm sure like you uh, made it to Christmas morning and was just so tired, just exhausted. I mean, we had a house full of company and I fell asleep on the couch with people just sitting all around me. It was the best <laughs> I could do. Um, I got a lot of very nice gifts. Brian got me this gorgeous piece of jewelry that I was just overwhelmed with and then had another piece that he gave me that matched it. So I was ridiculously spoiled and I like shiny things. So <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. What about you? Uh yes. We we had Allie and I had a wonderful holidays. We hung out around here and uh, you know, video chatted our families, which, you know, thank God for technology mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, probably the funniest gift that I got was I mentioned on the podcast before how we were all in my family getting each other something magnetic. Yep. And um, this this story needs a little bit of a backstory in that um, my mother had picked my name for the magnetic thing. And when I was in high school, this will also provide a lot of encouragement for any moms with boys <laughs> listening. Of okay. like, no matter how terrible your boy is now, he can turn out to be a functioning <laughs> member of society. <laughs> And my older brother is back from college, and we had a wonderful holiday season, and all the brothers got in my dad's Jeep, and we were going to go four-wheeling, and my mom was just so thrilled that her boys were playing together, mm-hmm. and it was this wonderful holiday experience, and when we were all in the Jeep, she's like, let me snap a quick picture of all of you guys. So she snaps a picture, we're all smiling, she loves this picture, you know, this with yep. our lovely digital camera, and she looked at the little tiny screen and loved it. And then she looked closer at the picture about a week later and realized that I was flipping off the camera in the picture. And my mother has never been more angry with me. Right. It was going to be such a great picture. And in her mind her mind i was flipping her off and i'm just i'm just a <laughs> dumb just a i'm punk. just a dumb 17 year old just i'm punk. flipping the i'm never yeah. i'm not gonna flip my mom off <laughs> well? i'm just flipping the camera off <laughs> but the uh the line there was pretty thin and i literally my mother has never been more upset with me Aww. so she put that picture on a magnetic nice. <laughs> on a magnet and it's hanging up on my fridge right now very so nice it's a it was a pretty good gift <laughs> But to our scripture in John, we have the beginning of Jesus calling his disciples in this passage. Is there anything for you, Tara, that particularly strikes you about the way Jesus calls his disciples in here? Yes. So again, um, in the Bible, pay attention to repetition, right? And I am struck by the idea that Jesus does not give them a reasoned argument of why they should be disciples. Hmm. He doesn't have a rigorous process for who can be a disciple or not. He just says, come and see. Um, And for me, I love that because I think all faith is a lived experience. Mm -hmm. You're not going to come to one church service and have your life radically altered. You're not going to pray one time and have this incredible connection. It is a lived experience. You have to come and see every day. And I love the The first part of that, which involves us using our will to put ourselves in a place or in a position or in a uh, posture where we can hear Jesus 
And it also means we have to have our eyes open to see. Um, and so I just love everything about this. Um, John's gospel is really, I think, um, the Jesus that probably most resonates with me. Hmm. Um, and so I just love the idea of come and see, come and see how I live my life, come and see. Um, and almost immediately, although that's easy to say because of the way it's written, right? But they recognize him as Messiah. They mm -hmm. recognize who he is. I think that also means something to me because I am a female. And even though our um, denomination has ordained women for a very long time, we don't generally let them be our, our preachers. And I have had the experience of people who have said to me, I was very against having a female preacher, but I recognize your gifting and calling. Hmm. And so that feels to me a bit of, like they came and they saw. Hmm. And um, I don't know, it means a lot to me. What do you um, hear about this when Jesus is calling disciples? Yeah. Well, as you said, you know, this is, this is John's gospel, pro definitely the latest written gospel, probably the most... Um, probably the most complex in its theological thought. It, it has a very specific community that the author is writing to. And, you know, we talk about all the, all the you know, kind of different glimpses we catch of Jesus in each of the Gospels. And John is making it very clear who Jesus is. <laughs> you know, where a lot of the Gospels, uh, this, I, this image of who Jesus fully is kind of, comes to fruition throughout the entire book. Mark, you end it, and you're like, I still am not totally sure who this Jesus guy is. And he bust onto the scene as yeah. an adult, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, just, he's um, just there. Um, where John, you know, this is, uh, you know, b before this we have, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word There's was, a full spirituality a full about John. full spirituality um, there. And then there is, you know, this is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. This is the, your rabbi. This is the son of man. This is who Jesus is. And so now that you know that reader, be prepared for everything that's about to come. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, you know, there are benefits to, I think, literary and understanding who Jesus is doing it both ways. And so I was struck by John just kind of, because um, you know, the John is writing to a community that doesn't fully know who Jesus is. That's, that's, that's John's original audience. And so they're saying like, this is who Jesus is. Be prepared for what's about to come. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's especially exciting for me knowing that this is going to be a longer sermon series where I think we kind of go through more of a book than we typically do. And so yeah. I'm excited that this is the start, you know. Yes. I also think there's something... Um, these are John's disciples. And to have the person that you've been following say, there's the Lamb of God, I think is hugely important. And again, like you preached last week, it puts the onus on us to always be pointing the way towards Jesus. Um, so John does that well. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the come and see, the follow me, I don't know. I feel like it is the most beautiful testimony to say, I am who I am. Come watch me live it out, and maybe you'll know who I am. And that's, I think that's what's so exciting about this passage is you have this incredible, rich complexity on one hand, and then also just the most beautiful simplicity on the other. Yes. <laughs> Literally, follow me, come and see. Like, that's it. That's, yes. that's all you need. And then also, like, 
again, son of man, you know, Messiah, mm-hmm. yeah. the one whom Moses spoke about, you know, the, all these other things. Connections. Connections. And then also just like, just come and see. You know, I am a person who had a whole lot of preconceived ideas about who Jesus was um, and who the church was. And out of a period of great difficulty in my life, I decided to kind of lay that aside and just come and see and have had a spiritual experience. And so I think this passage resonates in that way for me. So we will end with a quote from the author Donald Miller. He says, We live in a world where bad stories are told, stories that teach us life doesn't mean anything and that humanity has no great purpose. It's a good calling then to speak a better story. How brightly a better story shines. How easily the world looks to it in wonder. How grateful we are to hear these stories and how happy it makes us to repeat them. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.